You are listening to the Delay and Pray podcast, episode number 64. Welcome to the Delay and Pray podcast, where certified Catholic and weight loss coach Beth Bubick teaches you how to permanently lose weight through spiritual fasting. Get ready to gain faith and lose weight through a joyful transformation of both body and soul. Now, your host, Beth, the Catholic Fasting Coach. Have you ever thought of Lent as an adventure? Lent is the great fast happening before the great feast. Years ago, I started to look at this amazing penitential season as an adventure that I need to spend some time planning for in order for the great fast to be productive in my life. So what does it mean for Lent to be productive? Kind of sounds weird sometimes, I know, but Lent is a traditional season that always involves fasting as a key practice. Somehow we lost that key years ago as Christians became soft and unchallenged at practicing prayerful self-restraint in limiting our food choices for a period of time. So just because the practice is not done by large swaths of people anymore doesn't mean we shouldn't do it. Doesn't mean we shouldn't continue on. We can work to get it back into fashion where the whole world as the body of Christ can be helped immensely. Yes, just by fasting. It is in redemptive suffering that we turn our hearts back to God. To have a productive Lent is to fast is a very intentional practice that takes work and thoughtful planning. And this is the best time to fast because there are many graces available to you, me, and to our families to help us do it. This is for all Christians during this time. This is the very time of transformation. And I want to take full advantage of the buckets of grace that are offered by Jesus and Mary during this time. After all, why are we on this earth to begin with? We are here to know, love, and serve God, as my mom taught me. And it's also in the Baltimore Catechism. Remember that one? A long time ago. So how do we do this? Well, by knowing, loving, and serving others. By praying and fasting and giving alms. This is the way to the good life. This is where happiness resides. And it must be planned for. Lent for me is the beginning of a great year. It has the potential to jumpstart my life in both body and soul. So I start taking the preparation very seriously, like now. I learned a new word this year called Septuagisma. This is the three weeks before Ash Wednesday that are on the church calendar. This is literally a time set apart for us to plan for amazing Lent. Who knew? I just learned this this year. Yes, plan, because God is a planner. It says in scripture in Psalm 33, verse 11, but the plans of the Lord stand firm forever, the purposes of his heart through all generations. Yes, he plans. And he planned for you. He has a specific purpose in mind for you. Are you ready to plan for him? Lent is here to transform us all. This adventure is not to be taken lightly, but to be planned like a six-week trip abroad to a distant country. Are we planning for it? It's actually even more important than that trip. Tony Robbins just had a free online event last week, and I attended two of the sessions. I find his story compelling because he grew up in such a dysfunctional family and made such a wonderful life for himself through coaching. I am a self-help junkie, as you know, and I've always enjoyed listening to motivational speaking, learning about God, and staying positive about life. 
And even though his programs are secular, I found myself being drawn to this idea of creating the need for a compelling vision for the future. That's what he talks about. He says that we need to create the need for a compelling vision for the future. And that is what is going to keep us hopeful. That's what we do in our group coaching program, the Catholic Fasting Coach program called Delay and Pray. We find the compelling vision that God has designed just for us. He says that we should not give up hope at this time or any time. And I believe that too. I believe the Holy Spirit gives us a compelling vision for the future if we seek and we ask him. This life is an adventure with lots of frustration that seems to be, to me, the fertilizer for the best growth throughout the adventure. Yes, fertilizer helps things grow and frustration can be the fertilizer to help us grow. You are going to have frustration in this life. And the best way to consider frustration is through the lens of holy opportunities. This is the essence of Lent. Lent is a holy opportunity just for you. How can you deepen your prayer life? How can you fast longer for others? How can you give in ways that you have not given before? Do you see? This is going to take some planning, lots of planning. Tony Robbins also talked about seasons, the seasons of life that we need to recognize in order to feel hope for the future. He talked about springtime being the best time to plant new seeds and recognize new growth. That is during the springtime that we have the most hope. That makes sense to me. But we can't just live in the springtime. That is not our reality. There are going to be winters and winters are hard, but the winters are necessary for the springtime. When he was talking about all this, I was thinking about Lent. The fact that Lent is the great fast before the great feast leads us to think of Lent as the winter, literally before the springtime. It is the time of transformation because life is cold and hard and we muscle through deprivation together as the body of Christ, only to arrive outside of the tomb to be resurrected with Jesus, transformed in heart, body, mind, and soul on Easter morning. I am saddened that people do not take this more seriously because it is a great season to behold for every human being on the planet. It makes us better people. It makes us better Catholics. Father Ripperger, one of my favorite exorcists that I listen to quite a bit on YouTube, states that one of the reasons why exorcists are having a harder time today liberating souls and dealing with demons is because the culture is so far from God. And the people, that would be us, are not denying themselves on an everyday basis. We live in a culture of indulgence and comfort, and we don't even know how difficult this is making all of our lives. So take Lent seriously as a big adventure. This is not only good for me, but it's good for you too and the whole body of Christ so that we can see what we are attached to and recognize our sinfulness. This is vice, my friends. What can't I go without, without suffering? We'll only find that out if we start to fast. Then we can take all of this to Jesus Christ to reform us. This is repentance. But how do we know what to repent of if we can't even recognize our sin? So prayer and fasting is the answer. Because when you deny yourself a little sugar or a few drinks when you want one, well, your sin and weakness will bubble up to the top and you will be quite aware of what needs to be said in the confessional. I just recently reread The Hobbit. Do you remember that book? I haven't read this book in years, and I absolutely loved reading the book through the lens of Catholic fasting. It is a great read, but an even better listen on Audible, where the narrators play all the parts. And my son-in-law has me listening to all kinds of things at one and a half speed now, so I'm used to that. 
And I can get a lot of books listened to in a speedy manner while getting a lot of things done as well. So you can listen to it quickly. So when I listened to The Hobbit, it gave me a feeling of adventure that I could actually see where I have a part in the story as Bilbo Baggins, the hero on the journey. We are all him during Lent, called out of our little comfy lives into challenge and adventure. The Hobbit is the ultimate adventure into discomfort as the hero is forced to embrace commitment, courage, and capability in that order. That's how I teach it in my course. It truly is the story of a hero's journey. And I think this is why everyone finds it to be such a wonderful story. It begins with Bilbo Baggins comfortably hanging out in his hobbit hole. As you know, he's very comfortable in the hobbit hole. And Tolkien writes with his witty words that it, quote, is not nasty or uncomfortable like the lair of a mouse, but rather a cozy place filled with fine furniture, doilies, and a well-stocked kitchen, unquote. Sound familiar? Is this where we live day to day? As the story unfolds, Bilbo is visited by Gandalf the wizard, and he asks him to join the group, a bunch of dwarves on a mission to recover a golden treasure that was stolen by a dragon named Smog a long time ago. But Bilbo doesn't really want to go. He's really comfortable in his hobbit hole. He loves to make smoke rings with his pipe and just watch them float in the air while reading his paper and putting his big furry feet up on the ottoman. This does sound familiar. But as we know, he reluctantly joins the group and sets out on the adventure. As I was listening to the story through the eyes of fasting, I realized that a lot of times I just want to be comfortable. I just want to eat what I want, when I want, and how I want, and not worry about fasting for other people. I don't even want to worry about my weight sometimes. I will get thoughts like, ah, you only live once, just eat it, just drink it, or nobody cares if I'm 30 pounds overweight, I'm okay. But you know what? Actually, I do care. I care about it all. And God cares. Because fasting, it casts out demons like Smog, the golden treasure-stealing dragon. And that is what we were put on the earth to do. He is the demon that we are fighting. We are the ones holding onto our golden treasures of comfort and not wanting to be miserable for just a while, just to mortify ourselves a bit so that we can be intentional disciples for Jesus Christ and cast out demons in his name by prayer and fasting. You know, if it was an easy thing, everyone would be doing it. But it's challenging and so worth it, my friends. Physical work for soulful reward. So back to Bilbo Baggins. What's interesting to revisit the story after all these years is to see him coming to maturity in his faith throughout the adventure and realizing that this mission is not easy, but it's totally necessary and actually feels really good once he starts to defeat every enemy one by one, week by week, until finally reaching the mountain of smog. He realizes that his happiness isn't in the hobbit hole. His happiness is saving others. He and the dwarves confront hungry trolls, gruesome orcs, wicked goblins, ferocious wolves, giant hairy spiders, and eventually the red-eyed, fire-breathing dragon himself. All these challenges signal the effect of serious evil work happening within the world. So what is so deeply Christian is when Gandalf suggests that it is kindness that defeats the darkness in the world. Kindness, not worldly power. The kindness of Bilbo and the love of his dwarfed comrades saves the day. Throughout this whole adventure, though, his mind wanders and he finds himself wanting to go back to the hobbit hole to be comfortable 
because he's hungry and he's tired in body and soul. At one point, he yells at the group, do I have to save everyone? Is it always up to me to make the decision? And he realizes that, yeah, it is up to him to help save everyone. And yeah, he must make a daily decision for Christ every day because that is our story too. Because my friends, we are in each other's hands. We are here to care for each other and love each other into heaven, no matter how hard it is. And if we're going to do this, we've got to get out of our hobbit holes. We must have hope in the future and confidence in Christ that he is always with us and acknowledging that he suffered first. We have to acknowledge that. He paid a high price for our cowardice and our hobbit hole hiding. He did this so that we would know how to do it. This is redemptive suffering. No matter what's happening in our world, we can have confidence in Christ. Confidence truly means hope in Jesus Christ. If you have hope, then you have a compelling future. Going back to the seasons analogy, there are always seasons. Life is cyclical. We are going to experience tremendous challenges and fear in the winter seasons. The only way to deal with it is to move through it with love. Each season has its own emotions and it is up to us to learn how to balance them and to lean into the Holy Spirit for strength. We can learn to use scripture applied over our lives and our circumstances and our thoughts in order to experience the fruits of the Holy Spirit, even through the dark times. This is why if you get really good at the adventure of Lent, then you'll be able to do anything. Lent equips us for the challenges. In denying ourselves the satisfaction of our bodily appetites, we become more aware of and closer to the spiritual reality of God and also of ourselves and what we can do. The people that are the happiest are the ones that have come through challenges and survived. The people that are the most unhappy are the ones who are not challenged and feast continuously. No God needed there. But it's all about God and his son, Jesus, and Mary, the mother of God. And we know that. The facts are this. We need God. We need redemption. We need to learn how to sacrifice. And Jesus has taught us that sacrifice is essential to worship. Worship is the pinnacle of our Catholic faith. It's why we do what we do because Jesus hangs on the cross and he has defeated death there. He has shown us how. So are you able to be hungry? Are you able to be hungry physically and offer up your hunger for another soul? Most people are not. We highly value food and comfort in our culture and it's something that's very hard to offer to the Lord. But during Lent, there are special graces to help you do just this. Faith and determination is needed to move forward. Starting small is the key. Bilbo Baggins didn't go to the mountain the first day. He had a lot of challenges to conquer before then. One by one, he had victories until he wound up at the mountain. He began with commitment, kept going with courage, and ended up capable. He didn't start out capable. He just ended up there. God knew he could do it. And that's where we can be at the end of Lent. As Tony says, build a path to where you want to be. I add, build a path or a plan for Lent. Make it an adventure. Figure out how to fast. How will you give up sugar, flour, alcohol, and fast food? How will you do it? Well, I have lots of answers for you on that, and I have an entire plan. And in this situation, I'm your Bilgo Baggins, in a sense. I've been through the adventure and remain forever changed, and I can show you how. I've been forced out of the hobbit hole, and I've slayed Smog the Dragon. And you can do it too. But that's not the end of the story. There's always another adventure waiting for you if you stay close to Jesus. Every Lent for me is better than the last. Lent is about caring for others and helping yourself to align with God's will with commitment, 
courage, and capability in that order. It's not fun sometimes, but when you learn to get hungry for the six weeks of Lent with the Holy Spirit, and then arrive on Easter morning after you slayed the sugar dragon and walk with Jesus under the cross down the road of Calvary, it feels really good. It is simply transformational in both body and soul. And the thing is, you don't just go back to your normal life because the actual point is not just to go back to your hobbit hole and resume all those bad habits again after Easter with all that work. Oh, no. And then stop working on all those vices that you discovered and that you're turning into virtue. No, no, no. Fasting can become a lifestyle of health for both your body and soul while serving God and saving the souls of others too. That's the outcome we want. When Bilbo Baggins goes back to the Shire, he realizes things are very different. I won't give away the ending, but you probably already know it, but I chuckled a bit because I thought, oh, right. It's never over. There really is no retirement from holy adventure, my friends. There really isn't. And that's what's going to happen to us after Easter too. After a productive Lent, we will be spending the Easter octave closer to Jesus Christ and to our families, and we will know ourselves and our true capability before Christ like never before. This is Lent. Lent is to be lived in community with your physical church and with a group of prayerful people that share your goals. This is the essence of redemptive suffering and doing it with the whole body of Christ. Redemptive suffering is not just staying home and suffering. No, no, no. It's about making a thoughtful plan of joy to delay food and alcohol and go out and start helping and loving and caring about others everywhere you go, always in the service of others, possibly with others and aligned with the will of God. Catholics and all Christians need to learn to invest in Lent. There's a huge spiritual and physical ROI for you in return. For some reason, we think we can just shrug off seasons of the church or go through the motions like the culture, you know, just going through the drive through and getting a fish sandwich from McDonald's. That's not it. We pick up some religious things for free and call it a day. Nope, that's not it either. This type of mindset needs resetting. The Holy Spirit wants more from you. Commitment and human investment keeps you going and motivated. Giving to others and investing in programs and coaching to learn how to stop stuffing yourself with comfort is the answer. Isn't it time to understand your body and soul and how beautifully you are designed? Well, you are. You are designed for Lent. You are designed for fasting and you are designed for feasting too. But the fast comes before the feast. Flipping back around to Tony just one more time and his free advice, he ends the sessions focused on winter and how it makes you so much stronger that we should be thankful for it. Yes. Thank God for Lent. Thank God for winter. He talks of suffering as necessary to fight the battle of our souls. Wow. Yeah, this is so true, Tony. He's got it. Winter must come before the springtime. We have the choice to stare suffering in the face and overcome it. Learning to suffer well and go through the seasons are just part of life. This is the Hobbit adventure we are on. It begins with just starting the adventure, just getting out there and doing it, writing out a plan, going back to the sacraments. Through small changes over time, your future will become compelling, no matter what the circumstances, because you have the light of Jesus shining through you. Let's be frank. Prayer and closeness to God are going to be essential in the next few years. Sinfulness, greed, and the digital world, including AI and robotics, are on the rise, and they're going to change the culture in a deep way. And I don't say this to scare you, because we have hope in Jesus Christ. We can be ready if we are expert spiritual fasters. We will know how to step into discomfort. 
considering the long game. We will know how to battle and step under the cross, putting on the armor of God. As Catholics, we know where we are going, towards heaven, of course. To get there, we will need many great Lenten adventures under our belt. So start now. God needs us and our agency to save one another and ourselves. That is Catholic doctrine. There is no time to waste. Recall Bilbo grumbling under his breath at the beginning of the adventure he was chosen for. Why do I have to save these people? Where is Gandalf? Why can't he help them? Oh my goodness. Funny analogy, but how often do we actually say that to God? Okay, this is Lent. This Lent, I will be discussing prayer and fasting and getting involved using your agency as the best way that you can and partaking of grace through the physical sacraments of the church. This is the best way to enter into the season with prayer and fasting. I hope you'll join me in the course. Start now and enroll in my group coaching course this week. The Lenten special is amazing and won't come around again until maybe next year. I promise it will be the best Lent you've ever experienced and I will see you there. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. If you did, please subscribe and even leave a five-star review if you wouldn't mind so others will hear the great message of spiritual fasting, get healthy, lose weight, get back to the sacraments this Lent. Have a great week, my friends, and I will talk to you next week. May God bless you and keep you always. If you are interested in learning more about spiritual fasting and permanent weight loss, then come join my course, Delay and Pray, a guided course for weight loss through spiritual fasting. You won't go through it alone either. I will be there to coach you every step of the way. This is a group coaching program where you are part of an amazing community of like-minded Catholics who have the same goal as you to bring about miracles while losing that weight permanently through spiritual fasting. Your purchase includes an online course detailing what spiritual fasting is, how to do it, and all the tools you need to get you the results you're longing for. Head over to my website right now at thecatholicfastingcoach.com and get the details on how to join. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and LinkedIn to always get the latest daily information to help you keep fasting, my friends. Can't wait to see you in there. May God bless you and keep you always.